However, standing by right now is the one and the only Sean Mooney. Who? Mooney, everybody's got a price for the million dollar man. After you threw him off through the announce table, Taker climbs back down, he gets in the ring, and he goes, see if he's breathing. So right before I called 911, I thought she'd fallen asleep. Kind of shook her a little bit to, to wake her up, and she did not respond. I don't go down to my, go to my grave testifying or whatever, swearing that Davey was not on drugs. If he was on drugs, the way Brett says, how does, I mean, how great does that make Davey? Are you laughing, Sean? I get off the track here all the time. Did you just laugh, Sean? You go ahead and chop me. Just give me a big chop. I'll sell. I'll give you my whole chest and everything. And then I'll look at you like this, and then I'll punch you right in the mouth as hard as I can. <laughs> Attention, Sean Mooney, you scum, you slime, you maggot. If there's no further questions, you're dismissed. Carry on, maggot. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Prime Time with Sean Mooney as we roll along here. And uh, we're coming off a conversation with B. Brian Blair, who uh, is uh, a good friend and has uh, been a good friend of the podcast since the beginning. Uh, we had had, um, had him on for another conversation about his career. But this last uh, episode, we were talking about the Cauliflower Alley Club, uh, which he is a president and CEO of. And, uh, folks, I'll tell you, you know, the coronavirus has just shut down the entire country. It's been disastrous to businesses, and that would certainly include the uh, professional wrestling industry. There's uh, no doubt about it, especially for independent wrestlers, as well as many other well-known wrestlers from the past who still depend on the business to help provide them a living. And somebody with a very good perspective on that, as you can see here, is uh, joining me right now. And he's been on primetime before and has been a uh, great friend over the years. And it's great to welcome back Brian Nobbs of the Nasty Boys. Brian, how are you? How are you doing, Sean? All right, man, hanging in there. And uh, boy, times we're living in right now. It it really is. And uh, I'll tell you, I said someone who have a good perspective. I mean, uh, I want to get into, first of all, what you've been through over the last year or so. And then you got to deal with, you know, getting your health back, and uh, ready to get out there because uh, you are uh, a big part of that that industry that people love so much of uh, uh, the golden years of wrestling and to be able to go out there and meet all these fans and we haven't been able to do that. But first, let's uh, you know start with what this last year or so has been like for you and, and the health battles that you've had. Well, uh, you know. <laughs> like Mickey Mantle said a long time ago, if I knew I was going to live this long, I would have took better care of myself. But, uh, joking around, but no joke inside. I mean, just everything's catching up with me. I turned 57 this year, and, um, you know, body is all beat up and broken down. And, you know, uh, you know, SAG got hurt in about 97, I think. Then I went on by myself. And then that two years in WCW hardcore every night going through tables, you know, wrestling Fit Finley and Bam Bam Bigelow and Hack or Sandman, as he was called back then. And, you know, but uh, every night we were, you know, hitting ourselves and there weren't the tables. They were the old tables from the building and you know how they were in the cast iron uh, trash can. So that really took a toll on my body which i didn't know at the time because you're young and you just keep going 
And but now, after all these years, man, I'm beat up. I can honestly tell you, I'm I'm really, uh, you know, 34 years, I think, or 35 years, I've been in the business now. And yeah, it's it's taking a toll, man. Like on everybody, all of my other buddies. Um, you know, when I talk to Brett, you know, and Hacksaw, and you know, everybody's been through all kind of stuff here. You know, even Hulk Hogan, Hulkster. You know, I saw him at. Um, you know, the Rockstad's funeral, we all went to it. Rocky was a good friend of mine. He helped me at Sag out big time in Tennessee. And we were so heartbroken when we heard he passed passed away because he actually, he, uh, we were at a Comic-Con together. And uh, he looked and saw my knee was swollen. I said, I don't know what's going on there, Rocky. I can't really move it that good. So we were there for three days. And that Sunday, he goes, that's infected. You need to go to the hospital soon as you get home and thank god it was in orlando and here my foot was infected so plus i'm type 2 diabetic now you know and gotta watch everything but uh uh you know my foot got infected went up to my knee my old knee replacement and my knee got infected and they had to do an operation on my foot then give me a whole brand new knee and the knee was totally infected and they had oh it was just i mean hell it really was i was in the hospital for I think three weeks and then rehab for four weeks. And my buddy said, uh, you know, hey, put a GoFundMe page up. And I said, I don't really want to, you know, ask the fans for this and that. But he goes, hey, I'm doing it for you. And man, I got to thank everyone that gave me a little something to help me out, you know, because, uh, you know, I went through, you know, 34, 35 years of wrestling. And, you know, I, I saw a cliche strongbow in my head saying, save your money, kid, save your money, kid. And, you know, and, you know, it comes to a time where you're still making a living off the business and uh, then everything shuts down. I mean, it's 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 really something. But I want to thank everybody that helped me out with my GoFundMe page. And Rocky Johnson was the one to tell me that's infected. Go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And he was right. I mean, if I wouldn't, I could have lost my leg or anything, yeah. you know. So yeah. uh, so that was hell coming back. And, then, you know, so I think I got out like one or two dates in November and in December, nothing in January was light, but then February uh, and March and April and May and everything was booked up and WrestleMania was supposed to be in Tampa this year. So, you know, then I didn't, there's no plane flight, no hotel and you're at home and I had all kind of bookings going on. Everything got canceled right off the charts from March 1st on nothing, you know, and there's no money coming in for now. What is it? Four months you're going through some tough times and you're trying to survive, you know, just like everybody out there. So I'm not the only one, the whole world's going through the, the same thing. So, I mean, it's just, um, it's been hell, but I want to thank everybody that, that helped me out. And, and that just shows you how much, you know, the, the fans are out there and they really appreciate you that they came and helped me out, you know, and to pay medical bills I could at the time and just help me out. Cause I was out of work for almost eight weeks, you know? So, now I'm out of work even longer. So. Yeah. No, <laughs> you know. I know it's been really rough, Brian. And, and uh, you know, you talk about those days uh, in the 80s and, and you guys were part of the elite. And, and, you know, for that period of time, you guys were making a lot of money. But at the same time, people don't realize. And, uh, you know, I've tried to educate them over the years when I've talked to people because, boy, those guys were making so much money. I said, yeah, but think about it. They didn't have any insurance. The company, they weren't. It's staff employees. They didn't have 401ks. Uh, they didn't have, uh, 
you know, insurance to when something went wrong. And believe me, they got hurt all the time. Anybody yeah. who doesn't think they weren't getting the hell beat out of them every night uh, were yeah. crazy. And, yeah. uh, you know, at the same time, like I said, you, you didn't have contracts. And so uh, you were also paying for all your expenses on the road. You know, the, the company gave you guys airline tickets and that was about it. So, uh, you know, you say save your money. Well, it was it would well, have been tough to do it even a lot. You know what I mean, Sean? Yeah. You wrestled you wrestled hurt because if you took time off, they never paid you when you were off. So you didn't want to leave. You were making good money. So you would wrestle hurt. And when you're young, you're dumb. And you're wrestling hurt, so you're hurting yourself even more. And that they'll come up to later in the years. You know, it may not hurt you as much, but then you know, you know, you wrestle like that, and you wrestle like that, and then all of a sudden you get older and you can't go no more. You know, yeah. so well, well, also Brian, you and you and Jerry were uh, uh, certainly uh, your style wasn't butter, as they say in the business. <laughs> you guys were uh, brawlers, and and even more so than brawlers. I mean, you guys really. Uh, you guys could uh, go at it with anybody in your your matches with the Legion of Doom, uh, Rogue Warriors, uh, and also the Steiner brothers are legendary. But I you, I, you probably didn't think about it at the time. Like you said, you guys were invincible. You were uh, you know tough, tough as metal, uh, tough as steel, and and you would go out there every night and really, uh, literally beat the living crap out of uh, not only your own your own bodies but anybody else that was in front of you. Uh, you know, at the time you didn't think about it, right? You just went out there and no, did what you we did. Learned, we learned from the from the get go. We went to Vern Gagne's camp, and that was a torture camp, just like you know all the other ones you hear, uh, Stu Hart's and that. Well, Vern Gagne's was like that too. You know, you know, you uh, twenty two people in our class, and only me and Sag survived because we you know drove up, and you know we didn't want to be you know we 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 hung out there. We lived at Brad, so. You know, we stuck it out, and but it was they, they tortured you. They really did. But you learn from the best. And then in '88, we went over to Japan for the first time, and it was the tag team tournament. And that's when we met for the first time the British Bulldogs, and they schooled us, you know, and Panson and all them guys, Abdul the Butcher, Tiger Jetson. So then you go, you know, we learned correctly, and uh, you know, you go up, and now when it was our time, we had about five years. We went down to Tennessee, we went to Florida Championship Wrestling with Mike Graham and Steve Kerr, and they treated us well. And we went all over the place, you know. Then we were in WCW, and and uh, you know, uh, we learned how to work. You know what I mean? So we had some. You know, when we went to WCW, and nobody wanted to wrestle the Steiners. Right. You know, they were saying they were hurting people, and they never hurt us a bit. They never. Never, never, uh, you know, uh, hurt us. You know, if they went to throw you, they were throwing you. If you didn't want to go, yeah. no, it doesn't matter. You're going anyway, you know, but we were, uh, you know, Pennsylvania barroom fighters back in the day and Zach played college ball and I was in the army and uh, wrestling there while I was in, but no, nothing major. Uh, not in the college army, just in the regular army. And, um, you know, uh, so we got out, we got in a lot of barroom fights and, you know, Matt Millen helped us get into wrestling. So we had that style, but we learned the wrestling way from Brad. So we knew both styles so we could, we can mix it up. So when we wrestled the Steiners, we had great matches with them. And that one match, that's the one that Halloween Havoc match. If people haven't seen it, 1990, that's the one that got us into WWE. That's when Hulk Hogan said, Vince wants to call you. And, um, I said, oh, uh, yeah, right. You know, I thought he was you know, BSing me. And all of a sudden, Vince called us and said, uh, 
how much are you paying you? We told them, and he says, uh, well, I don't give no guaranteed contracts, but I think you'll make about double or maybe three times the money that you are. And he wasn't lying. We did, you know, yeah. but it was a grind, you know, 295, 300 some days a year. And uh, you're gone and you're, you know, <laughs> we were with all the crazy, <laughs> the craziest people in the business, man. You know, you can't be that way no more. And it's definitely have changed when you're talking about Roddy Piper, you're talking about Ric Flair, you know, not, not only the matches, but you got to think about some of the people that were there and it's, it's a tight knit fraternity. You know it. And I know it of brothers, just like in football, just like in baseball, just like in basketball. That's how pro wrestling is. And we're all brothers and we all stick together. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, we, we learned from the best and we partied with the best. And uh, <laughs> I can't believe, uh, you know, I lost a lot of friends uh, over the years um, yeah. at young ages back then, you know, and I'm glad to see it's kind of, that's kind of not, you don't see that as much anymore, you know, but um uh, it's still out there, you know, so you just got to watch yourself and, and be careful. You know what I mean? But uh, it was definitely full bore back in them days. Yeah. And no, kind of like our rock stars, you know. Yeah, I, I was going to mention you that, that um, at the time and you said, well, we didn't hurt each other or the Steiner brothers didn't hurt us or, the uh, you know, Hawk and Animal didn't hurt us. But that was your guy's style. I mean, you would go full out. I remember watching a few yeah. matches where. Uh, and I know good punches. I know what they look like. Man, uh, you guys went all out. And I know it was just part of what you did, not knowing the damage you were doing overall to your bodies, like you said, with the trash cans and going out and slamming them into you know, different parts, throwing them into the crowd. <laughs> but what about LOD's finish every night? I mean, on the shoulders, Hawk coming off, and you're through the whirly twirl. And we're not small guys. Me and Sai are both 300 pounds. We're not like the 200 200 pounders, man. We're we're definitely stacked up in that division. But uh, we we would go, like you said, and, and Tim, we started more in that hardcore style, and that was crazy, you know, with Cactus and in yeah. WCW, and you know, we were, you know, paying for it today. Put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm what, glad but I also. But also wanted to bring up those. Not only were you guys, uh, you know, uh, some of the, the toughest guys in the WWF, and that was just your style in the ring. But yeah, you, you partied hard, and it was it was a traveling rock and roll tour, really, in a lot of ways. And yes. you guys went, uh, you know, it was twenty four seven. How much of a how much of a toll on that part of of uh, of, of the business uh, you think you, you're paying that's, the price that's for now? Yeah, that's, that's definitely taking a toll on me. Uh, I, uh, you know, quit drinking for a while there. Now I'm drinking beers again. Now I'm trying to stop just drinking beers and no more shots or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, I got to watch, you know, health wise, you know, you just can't, you can't, you're, you're not a young man no more and you're, it, the damage takes its toll on everything. So, yeah. you know, you kind of smarten up after, you know, you hit your 50 mark, you know, it's like, and you should, I should have smartened up way before then, you know, but, you know, it's in your blood and you go like that. And sometimes you don't think, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, no regrets, but, uh, yeah, you know, I was, just, uh, uh, yeah, Brian, I was going to say, I think even if I uh, sat you down and said, okay, Brian, we can go back here and you don't have to live that kind of life and you could, uh, you know, have spent time in, uh, with Whitehall, uh, and, and had a good yeah. living there. And, but you, 
you'd be in very good health. But or go and take that road that you took. I have a feeling you would have chosen. You would choose that road <laughs> with the uh, WWF. Am I, I, am no, I wrong I on that? No. I mean, we went all over the world, first class. Uh, you know, we've seen every place and all. It took us everywhere. I mean, Singapore, Japan, all over Europe. I mean, you name it. Uh, me and Sagan has been there, and uh, you know, uh, we would have never saw that. And we were at a young age where, you know, everyone wants to wait till they retire and then you can't do what you used to do. Well, we were young and seeing all that stuff and, uh, it was quite the scene and, and quite the parties, you know, yeah. like the Rolling Stones. Yeah. You, know? you, you probably had some encounters with Mick because, uh, you know, folks, if you listen to the last episode, um, with Brian and he was telling us a little bit about his celebrity encounters now, if you had spent any time around uh, Brian Knobs, you know that he is um, very social, I think is one way to put it. And uh, he, he was uh, not shy at going and meeting people, as uh, that no. might not surprise you as well. But I, I, Willie Nelson, of course, is a big friend of yours. But um, who are some of the others that you know crossed your path? And, well, and we, you, like I said, you weren't afraid to go up to anybody. Uh, well, if you watched The Last Dance, uh uh, me and my wife uh, were there for uh, the start of that last dance, you know, in 96, 97. And Dennis, uh, met Dennis, uh, 95 at Huntington Beach, uh, California for, uh, Bash at the Beach, WCW. And Hulk called me up and said, he, he's trying to out drink me. Could you come down and, you know, tag me in? So <laughs> I went down there and first thing I did was jump him over the table, smack the rag off his head, said, what call here do you have tonight, Dennis? <laughs> and we were sort of drinking shots, and the next day was the match. Uh, you know, you know how that goes. But uh, me and Dennis became good friends, you know. And uh, we just saw each other. Uh, was it even two years? Or was it last year? I don't even remember. Uh, Rick's 70th birthday. You know, we all, me and Sag were invited up, and Dennis was there, and Charles Barkley, and uh, Holly Field, and a lot of WWE boys. Um, you know. And it was good to be around everybody. And Dennis came right over to me and, you know, we gave each other a big hug and that. And they just had the last dance on and showed it on ESPN and they're showing it on ABC now. And we were there for all that, you know, so yeah. uh party in Chicago with uh, Rodman at that time, man, that was a, a open full bore craziness, you know, so, <laughs> but uh Mel Gibson, I mean, I, there's just uh Bill Murray. I mean, just, uh, just over the years, uh, good friends with Coach Madden. He's now out in the Anaheim with the Anaheim Angels. He was the coach of the Tampa Bay uh, uh, Rays here, and uh, well, the Tampa Rays. Um, but uh, you know, it was uh, really uh, crazy times. But uh, I was never, uh, well, how can you say, afraid to go up to somebody. If I went yeah. to meet somebody, I went up and said, "Hello, how you doing?" and for some reason, they liked me, and we I've never had an uh, issue with anybody, and we always became, I always became friends, and we swapped numbers, and I stayed in touch with everybody. Yeah, and when they come into town, you would uh, yeah. take you and a few of your friends over to wherever they were staying. Uh, I love right. the story about uh, Willie when you guys won the belts, and you guys all went over to his hotel room. I think oh. it was in Santa Barbara or something like that. Uh, uh, Santa some Monica. Holiday Inn? Oh, Santa Monica. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and Santa Monica. <laughs> Yeah. But Willie, I mean, I he just airplane. I put him in an airplane spin <laughs> and they closed the bar down and he took everybody on the bus. I had Shawn Michaels over there and Mr. Perfect and 
I, his dad was over there and a bunch of wrestlers came with us, you know, so yeah. it was one heck of a night and we won the belt. So, you know, and Willie had the belt on and, you know, like uh, he was, uh, you know, like it was a country belt buckle, you know, and he had this thing that remember the final word that you would go F you and, you know, you hit it and it'd say like four it's different things. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. And then, and Willie kept hitting and I said, you hit that one more time. I'm going to put you in an airplane spin. And all of a sudden, he did it one more time. I had him in an airplane spin. And Gator and LG were going, put him down, Nob. You're going to hurt him. But he he loved it, man. And he sang Angel Flying Too Close to the Ground with no music. And it was it was uh, awesome. You know, a really good time. Yeah. And I'm still friends with him to this day. I just saw him, uh, I think it was about, geez, was it uh, this February? I think I saw him this year. I thought I think he was in I think he was in uh, at Ruth Eckert Hall. I went over and saw him. We talked a little bit, and you know, and he's hanging in there. He's 87, still doing yeah. it. You know, yeah. so still getting. Yeah, it. maybe uh, maybe uh, there is something to the uh, uh, the weed. You know that over the yeah, years, maybe that makes you live longer. I don't longer, think he right? too much though. Though he's kind of slowed down on that too. Yeah, yeah. you know, cause, yeah, with his uh, he has something like I don't know what what. Right, uh, what it is, you know, uh, yeah. but something with the lungs. So he don't smoke as much, you know, but he, he still partakes. He's uh, Willie Nelson, man. That's right, he's you know? Willie Nelson. You know, uh, Brian, it was such a crazy time during that period. And, and, and you can see over your shoulder, there's a picture, and, and uh, people maybe can't make it out, but it's you and Jerry uh, on the Regis and Kathy Lee show. Um, yeah. You know, we talk about how you were rock stars. Did you know at the time or feel at the time, like, my God, uh, who would have thought these two kids from, uh, you know, Whitehall, uh, you know, that would be end up doing what you were doing because you were you guys were what 21, 22, a couple of just screw ups, uh, you know, that uh, everybody thought yeah. would eventually end up in prison. And yeah. uh, Matt Millen, exactly. uh, you know, the NFL yeah. uh, football player, the Super Bowl, uh, uh, what four football, four Super Bowls, yeah. He he was yeah. also he's from Allentown and and uh, sat you yeah. guys down and changed everything. But did you ever think you know a couple of kids uh, would ever end up doing what you did? No, but yeah. ne- never 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 dreamed of it. You know, I mean, uh, you know, and then I used to watch it. So they, they I was a big you know big uh, what do you what what do you call Mark whatever. But yeah. you know the guys like Bruno San Martino and. Pedro Morales. I, I watched all Gorilla Monsoon. I used to watch because we used to get the WWF up in Allentown. You know, we didn't get the AWA that came in on ESPN, and we didn't get really uh, NWA. So that was uh, my dad would always give me grief. Uh, You're not in the WWF yet, kid. You're not in the WWF yet. And then I finally made it. You know, so uh, and then when we won, I was out laying out there yelling, Dad, Dad, you know, at the end. My mom said he was sitting at home. He had tears in his eyes, so yeah. that felt good. But when, when I come home, he always gives me yeah, crap. Yeah, he tell you, right? Yeah. Yeah. He goes, what are you doing? Get a job, he always tells me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what do you think it was about? I mean, we, we, we can get into the debate what wrestling's going, what's going on with it today as far as uh, – uh, you know, it's a different era. That's we'll just say that. But what was it about that time, especially with tag teams? Because when you talk about, you know, the the greatest tag teams um, of all time, I mean, people could just pick any period of time, and I'll guarantee that on that list, the top ten is going to include uh, you and uh, the Road Warriors and 
demolition and uh, you know these that come minds just like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, we had a about program that. with Harlem Heat. You know, yeah. Booker and Stevie. You know, for like WCW, almost two years we were wrestling them all over the place. You know. And, you know, look at them, They're both in the Hall of Fame and, and uh, doing their things. You know what I mean? So uh, and still good friends with both of them. They're still good, great guys, good friends, good brothers, you know, in the wrestling business. And, you know, the Steiners and, like you said, Demolition, LOD, uh, Rockers, you know, they were awesome bushwhackers. I mean, I don't know what it was. They're, they don't do as much with the tag teams this year. It looks like they're getting back there, though. I mean, uh, you know, the, the teams today, you know, is actually, act, uh, uh, per, I like them. I like them. The, the, the big, uh, the, what do they call the, tra- uh, the big train kid, you know, the big, bigger kid, the, the yeah, two big yeah. guys. What do they call that? Every machinery, you yeah, know. But, it, but don't you think that, uh, I don't know, it was a different, there was a different style to it. Everybody had their own style and yet you guys worked together. Whatever your, you know, the best were. It wasn't just two guys paired up who were going no. out there and doing their own thing. Right. You know, you guys had, uh, you know, whether or not people realized it, not because you guys, it was uh, like a cacophony out there when you guys were, but you guys knew, you guys were incredibly well trained. You were trained by uh, uh, Brad Reagan and at uh, Ganya's school. I mean, and and paid your freaking dues. I mean, uh, I don't know how many weeks that, that or months that uh, school lasted, but by the time you left there, you you were uh, you know you were really really well trained in professional wrestling. It wasn't you and weren't just you a couple of go. guys going out there and beating yeah, people up. And you know what we got to do after the six months? <laughs> then we got to drive the ring and set that's, it up and take it down. You know, and then, then you gotta you gotta get beat up a little bit. And then they never really uh, they usually put a, a veteran with a young guy. You know, back in the day, but for us they. They, uh, Fern took a chance and gave the two young guys a shot, you know, that were brothers. You know, I know Sag since he's 10 years old. So, uh, you know, and we knew what we were doing at that time. And, uh, you know, it just worked. Yeah. You know, the place we were, we were always learning. And we're still learning. You never stop learning in a business. You never really do. Yeah. You know, I still well, watch it today. Yeah. Do you? But, but you guys uh, were very unique. In the sense that, you know, at that point in time, you weren't, it wasn't, I don't know, as, uh, it, it wasn't these, uh, marketing machines, a lot of these, you know, the WWF certainly of, of any of them at the time, but they let you guys really do what you wanted to do or come up with ideas of how you were going to present yourselves. And, you know, you guys, uh, didn't go out there as, uh, you know, big physical specimens. Your whole, uh, uh, you know, deal was that, you know, we just, we just do what the hell we want. Uh, we are, 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 you know, tough as hell and, uh, we just dress any way we want. And I know that you guys started out with the, the Mohawks. That wasn't something people saw and then had these you know, outfits. I mean, uh, and that was pretty much on the fly. I mean, you would, guys would say, Hey, yeah, we came in with these. We came into camp with these. Yeah. And then everyone thought, you know, we were trying to be the road warriors and we never really saw the road warriors back then because yeah. we didn't get, uh, AWA or we didn't get, uh, NWA in uh, in Allentown it was just WWF so right. we we knew with them tag teams like you know Professor Tanaka and Mr Fuji and you know Chief J and uh, you know Tony Gurria and uh, what's his name uh, I forget what they were called I mean just going back old school you know but uh, yeah we uh, we came in with these haircuts and then uh, 
you know, uh, Lawler helped us out. Jerry did, uh, in Tennessee. He said, you guys, uh, call yourself the nasty boys. You have, but you have wrestling outfits on, you know, you should maybe think of, uh, like you guys are talking like you're from the streets and stuff like that. So maybe you should change your attire. Yeah. And that's when we said, yeah. And that's when we figured to cover up our bodies because our bodies didn't look like animals and hawks. Yeah. So, you know, just our arms were hanging out. So that was good for us. And, uh, you know, and then he, the only thing we didn't like is he painted our faces uh, back there in 87. And we didn't like that because that's too much like the road warriors. And when, when Jerry was there, he would do it for us. And he's a great artist. So it, it would look great when he did it. But when me and Sag tried to do it, it looked like two kindergarten kids <laughs> painting on our crayons. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was, uh, it was quite, uh, quite the time. And then, you know, the best thing about us is we could go both ways. We were taught and trained how to wrestle and, you know, do the right thing. And then we also knew how to brawl too. So, we had the best of both worlds going for us because we could just do a match, a regular, just a good wrestling match. We didn't have to have the brawling in, but that was our style, and we right. kind of incorporated that in with ours, you know? Yeah. Well, you would see that, too, when you go up against a tag team, like, say, the Rockers, who were this, yeah. you know, synchronized duo, and you guys could hang with them. I mean, if you knew professional wrestling, uh, you knew that they you were guys off. just weren't out there and they weren't just dancing around you and, and, uh, you know, knocking you on your ass. I mean, you could uh, hang with them with, uh, you know, make it a really great match. Cause if you didn't, it, it wouldn't have worked. And, and, uh, you had some, some great AWA, matches with those guys. Yeah. We were yeah. with them in AWA and we wrestled them back then. So by the time we got to Vince and we wrestled them, we already had wrestled. You know, we all were good friends and, Sean used to be our roommate. We all slept in the one room at Brad's. Uh, me, Sag, and Sean all in one room. <laughs> Talk Boy. about crazy time. Yeah, yeah, back in 87, 88, and AWA. But when we actually hit uh, WCW, uh, I think it was uh, 90, about maybe June, uh, we were ready. You know, we were ready for WCW or WWF. But we had our five-year, you know, going to all the little territories all around and and busting our butts everywhere we went, and uh, it got took notice, and we were ready when we hit the WCW. You know, we were ready to go. So that that helped us out big time. That we we had that much experience going in. You know, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, Brian, you mentioned a brotherhood. Uh, you know, like a fraternity. But um, I know there's been a few along the way that really have been great friends to you for over the years. Um, you mentioned Hulk Hogan. And I know initially you guys weren't great friends. He did look out for you. He helped get you to the WWF. But I know that that friendship has grown a lot more over the years. And, and uh, talk a little bit about that relationship because uh, I don't think a lot of people I, I, know Hulk Hogan. I don't Hogan. see him as much no more, though, because yeah. I'm, I, moved, I'm, I moved away from him a bit, you know. So, yeah. uh, But he's still doing his thing. You know, when I saw him at the you know, Rockies funeral, we talked and, you know, he was telling me all the injuries he had and all the back surgeries. And I just, you know, going, man, you know, cause he, you know, he was walking gingerly, just got operated on again. And I just had my knee done. So, you know, we sit and joke about different things, but, uh, you know, it, we always have good, good conversations and our manager, Jimmy Hart, still the best manager ever yeah. still calls me to see how I'm doing and asks about my health and all that stuff. So. He's still like Jimmy was, our first real manager, and it was Jimmy, Jimmy Mouth of South Hart. 
And he was our best manager and our favorite one we ever had for our entire career. You know, Masag will say the same thing, you know, and he stole very much, uh, calls me all the time and, and uh, just like Luke Bushwacker and, you know, there are a couple guys down here that are, uh, you know, been down here forever, you know, but, you know, once we got down here in 88 and Florida Championship Wrestling, we never left. And we're still yeah. down here right now, you know. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. about, uh, I know another uh, close friend of yours, and, and uh, he, he was one of my favorites. And uh, I, I know that when he passed, it was, uh, it was a big blow to you. But when, uh, you know, Kurt Hennig, who uh, was, was with, with, with you guys really early on and, and was a, a close friend, uh, how did that relationship get started? And, uh, you know, what kind of a friend was he? He was our, he was a mentor. He was our mentor. He took us under his wing. Uh, actually, Brad called him and, uh, said, I got these two guys and I think you're going to like them. And he went, yeah, right. And then he saw us one time and the way we acted and he took us under his wing and then, you know, started ribbing us and, uh, you know, became personal good friends with the, his family. And he used to come down here every Christmas with his wife, Lenise. And, um, I'm friends with uh, Joe. You know, I talk to Joe on occasions and send him something from Willie or something like that, you know, or, and, uh, yeah, he was, uh, he was one of a kind, man. I miss him. He's yeah. one I really miss because he would call and always happy and always joking and always would, you know, have jokes to tell you, you know, and rib you in some way and always hang up the phone on you. Hey, you know what? What's his name said about you? And I go, no, what? And then he hang up on me, you know, that was, his, <laughs> that, yeah, that, that was Kurt. So, yeah, I, and Hacksaw, Hacksaw's still a very good friend. Talk to him all the time, you know. Yeah. And yeah, he, he was with us at WCW. Me, him, and, uh, Sag rode together for a long time, you know. And, uh, he's, he's still, he's still out there doing his thing, you know. So you gotta appreciate the guys that are still here and doing their thing, you know. Even yeah. Jake, he's, he's doing his, he's at, in AEW now. So, you know, I mean, I gotta, Really, to tell you the truth, out of everybody, I take my hat off to the Undertaker, cause he can still go. Yeah. He got he went he got in. We all left WCW. And me, him, and Sag came in at the same time, November of nine, uh, November of ninety, and uh, you know that's when Vince gave him the gimmick, and yeah. then we were in the Survivor Series in ninety, and then we went on from there. You know. WrestleMania, we won the belts and he beat Jimmy Schnooker and he's still there doing it, you know? So unbelievable. I got to take my hat off to him and I take my hat off to Chris Jericho. I mean, come on, you know, he's not, he's not no spring daisy no more either. And he's out there still doing it and going. So, you know, got to take your hat off to guys like that, man. I mean, they're still giving the the, the A1 shows out there to people. You know, yeah. Taker's still going doing WrestleManias and everything. I'm like, Phew. that was a, 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 a new way of doing things. But I like that his match at WrestleMania this year, that Boneyard match, was done like a movie. That was pretty yeah. cool. I yeah, thought, no, yeah, I loved it. So that, may yeah. Be, that, may, that may be the new way, you know, things are going to be done these days, you know. So uh, I don't know. I didn't see the edge in, uh, uh, I guess, uh, Randy Orton match, but I heard that was good, but he got hurt. Yeah. But that was kind of like a movie kind of thing, you know. So who knows what uh, wrestling is going to be like. But Vince always has his upper hand on everybody. He's always usually ahead of the, uh, you know, the the curve and knows these things. But the AEW, 
you got to like another company out there because competition is the best thing for pro wrestling. Yeah. You don't just need one company. If it's just one company, you just get that brand. Now you got AEW, so you got the people just like it used to be back in the day, WCW and WWF, you know. So uh, competition is always a good thing for the business. Yeah. Well, we're going to see where it goes because we we're all hoping that as far as, uh, you know, crowds being able to attend things, which is a huge part of it, uh, you know, I like the innovativeness, what they're doing, you know, with the, like you said, that the, some of these uh, matches that are almost like watching a movie, but uh, that's not what is going to help out a lot of the people in the business. They need to, to right. have crowds back. And we talked about at the beginning of the conversation, you know, that it is a real industry for guys that are, uh, you know, former legends or that are our legends that are former stars from uh, professional wrestling. Um, how big of a, a business is that? Brian, and, and uh, you know, I, I don't know how many dates you and Jerry would make a year, but, you know, that is a, a huge hit to a lot of uh, guys that, you know, yeah, depended well, on that. I don't know how many dates you guys did a year, but tell me about it. Well, right now, I'm, we're, I'm, I'm done. I'm not going to do any more wrestling, I don't think. Just autographs and stuff like yeah, that. Right. But that's what my I'm talking last, about, you know, stuff, last appearances. Year, I, I wrestled. I wrestled like four times last year, and oh boy. it took me like two weeks to recover. Yeah, I was like, no, no. Can't do that. But uh, no, but uh, just going out to see the fans and and having the fans come to you and sign on us and saying, hey, you were my childhood. And that that makes us feel good. Like we did something right in the business. Them saying that to me, you know, hey, you uh, you you made my childhood, uh, you know, thank you very much. And then they're turning their sons onto it. And with WWE Network, you can get all our old matches and everything and can see. Yeah. You know, so that that's that's what's really cool. But right now, our there is no business for us. I mean, it's everybody's taking a big hit here. Yeah, because I mean, because I don't know how many date- August, yeah. August. I'm hearing to, on our end, uh, end of August or September, till things are going to start. You know, maybe not getting back to normal, but just there'll be some things out there for you know us. Because yeah. Comic Cons, how are they going to have them? You know. Uh, with the virus and all that, I, I don't see, you know, they used to draw a lot of people and yeah. that ain't happening right now. So who knows yeah. when it's going to, you know, it's a, it's a crazy time we're living in with everything, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm how, just many, saying, how many dates would you guys do a year though? Because I know, I mean, you can't go in the ring anymore. There's a very few that can, but I know, you know, Hacksaw, I don't know if there was a weekend where he wasn't somewhere. Um, yeah. Is there is it are there that many opportunities for you guys to go to the WrestleCons and go to the Comic Cons and, and these yes. memorabilia shows and so how many weeks a year uh, were you guys busy? Almost. Start, oh, usually started up around March. Yeah. But then you go almost every weekend. And then you might yeah. have a weekend off here and there, but you're going over to London sometimes and you know going to Germany and and stuff like that for autographs and. Uh, so you would be pretty booked up. I mean, yeah. it's, it's almost every weekend, you know, yeah. I mean, some, sometimes no weekends, but, uh, I would say every other weekend, you know, add that up or something. You know, I don't know, maybe a hundred and still about 130 days, probably a year. Wow. That's, that's it tremendous. Can. And, and, uh, and you know, it's worldwide, like right? It's worldwide. Yeah. You guys are worldwide. still well known. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, the UK, yeah. uh, uh, have you yeah. uh, been surprised that uh, even after all these years, I mean, we're talking, 
you know, from from those golden years of the WWF, uh, it's 30 years, and yet you go to these things, and it's now become kind of generational with the network and uh, you know the dads who were kids back then. Uh, well, uh, you know, it, it's it's really kind of amazes me. You know, I mean, it, it was. I mean, just uh, how many people still remember our time? Something about that time period in the 90s that people love that 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 whole that whole genre there, that whole uh, the 90s era. You know. Yeah. So it was it was part you know classic wrestling, and it turned came the Attitude Era, like in '96. But we were there you know for almost all of that. And Sags got hurt, and then I got came back in '99. WCW and in that hardcore division and two years of that, man, God, that almost killed me. You know? Yeah. So. And, and you know, it's funny you say that because I, when you were talking about that, I'm thinking all the things I, I watched you guys do and, and I would just cringe at something thinking, how are they going to work somewhere else tomorrow? And yet you're saying those two years really almost took you out. Um, yeah. Just, and, and, and then I'm, I'm paying for it now, you know? Yeah. So, and then I went for into like a semi-retirement for a couple of years in like 2002, three, got my knees worked on and a couple other things. And then, uh, you know, went back on, you know, different, different ventures. I go out and, you know, you're always trying to do something, you know, Willie Nelson would say to me, you slow down, you go down. So you got to yeah. try to still, still kind of reinvent yourself here or go out and do something here and try to do this and, you know, that's what I'm trying to do now. You know, we're doing some kind of virtual thing on, uh, I think, uh, June 26th. Uh, you have to look it up. Um, uh, you'll see, you'll hear it advertised out there. It's just me and SAG. We're going to be telling stories and it's, uh, uh, I think it's called the Silent Con or something like that. And it's just going to be me and SAG talking like this and, uh, people buying our pictures and we're sending, we send them out to them after we're done. That's so great. that's a new way of doing it. You know, virtual, virtual way, you know, which is kind of cool where it gets us some work where there is no work right now. Yeah. You know? And I haven't really asked about Jerry. How's Jerry doing? How's his health? He's uh, hanging in there. He's a little bit better than me. <laughs> you know, he has, he has his good days. Yeah. You know, he got hurt with the neck, so he didn't go as long as me. And then, you know, now I would say he's in much better shape than I am. <laughs> I tell you that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that hardcore got me there, you know, when I went single. I was champ four different times in WCW, so I was uh, doing a lot of dates back then. So <laughs> yeah. I'm still here, knock on wood, you know, That's boom, right. boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So, so how is the knee now? Because, uh, I mean, you went, like you said, you came to a point where you could have lost that leg. Um, yeah. And, and I, what that I'm ordeal was like. It's... It's full. It's all right, but now I need a knee replacement on my right one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's really it's really bad. But I just went through hell on my left. I'm not gonna go get my right one done, and I don't want to go in the hospital right now with all this virus stuff, you yeah. know. So, so it's a yeah. You you. It is what it is, you know. So, trying to stay healthy is a big thing for me right now, yeah. you know, especially with this no working and. And, uh, you know, pandemic and being, in, you know, staying at home and quarantined and, you know, you know, it takes a toll, too, you know. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I get like exercise. It. You know, yeah. do you really want to go to a gym anymore? Right, yeah. 
I mean, do you feel like going to a gym? Would you go go want to go to a gym? You know, with the virus stuff going around right now. You know, I mean, not that I need an excuse not to go to the gym. You know, let's face that. You know, <laughs> well, like you guys but, ever yeah. did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you got it now. Try to stay in some kind of shape, but yeah, you know. no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm yeah. kidding, but uh, but, uh, but uh, you know when it when it comes down to it though, and like we discussed, you wouldn't trade anything for the 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 ride that you had. But no. uh, what would you offer some advice to uh, some young guys who uh, will and end up going uh, getting into the business and being successful? What would what would you tell them? Like the guys told me, save your money, kid. <laughs> so yeah, just don't blow it and then try to be. It's not like it was though, so it's not that like that no more too much you know but um i gotta get take my hat off to the guys because they're still putting out good matches and that's hard to do with no people because the people give you the energy so you know uh but they go out there and still give it give it their all and bust their butts with no people and that that's hard to do you know yeah i don't know how that i would be able to handle that you know because i i thrived off that you know yeah so, uh, you know, Brian, uh, you, you talked about, the, you know, the, there are, you guys are very limited now and you're hoping you're going to have, uh, maybe some of these virtual events. Uh, do you guys got, you have, uh, merchandise and, uh, stuff out there. So how can folks get a hold of it? We have a shop, nastyville.com. If you want to get pictures signed or shirts and we have masks at the breakneckgear.com. Uh, just go to nastyville.com and it'll take you all that. The, all the places, our T-shirt, pro wrestling tees, have our T-shirts, and Vince is still putting stuff out on us. So, you know, and that keeps us relevant, you know, because Vince keeps putting stuff out, and we're in it. So, you know, that's go, still, a, you know, you're still part of the WWE family. So that's that's awesome. Yeah. You know. Yeah, forever. Yeah. And that's uh, that's yeah. fantastic. Any anything uh, left or or uh, something you hope to be recognized as a tag team before? Uh, you know, for everything that's, that you've gone on, the goal would be one day to get in the Hall of Fame would be nice. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you know, that would show you, you know. Why not? Why not? Out. Why hasn't it happened yet? I, I don't know. It's uh... don't know that one. <laughs> Might have to ask Vince that one. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, uh, Brian. I don't know if Vince, we, Vince is still mad, or, you know, when we came through there or not, all the crazy stuff we used to do back then, you know? Oh. So, yeah. I don't know, man. Is he, that man's had to put up a lot over the years, and it wasn't just from the nasty boys. So yeah, I, exactly. I, I, you know, he's got a very forgiving soul when you consider yeah. all the things exactly. that have happened. But, Brian, I'm really – I'm so glad that uh, I had a chance to to get you on here because you have been a great friend, and you came on early when I was doing the podcast when I was uh, – trying to get guests and uh, also remember we tried that uh we did our own virtual event yeah uh, when you're at the that Verizon store and uh we had our our people from our uh, Patreon came on so uh really I want to thank you so much for doing it and I have like a little bit of announcement of my own and it's not it's not a great one but I'm glad that you're on the show and I do it but you know I've been doing this now 3 years almost like to the day yeah. And, uh, it's been, it's been, you know, COVID has not been, uh, really great, but, uh, I'm going to start doing something else, uh, with, as far as podcasts go. And so, uh, you know, prime time, this is going to be, 
I, not this isn't the last episode of primetime, but I've got one more after this. I'm just doing one more. So oh, really? uh, yeah, I didn't want to tell you when we talked because uh, you know I, I wanted to have you on anyway. But it was kind of special to me because you were one of the guys early on, and that uh, I appreciate that, man. On, so. I really do. Thank you. Yeah. You know, and I, and I, I tell everybody it. out there, man, please stay safe. This is yeah. a crazy time we're li- living right now in, and you know, and b- black lives do matter, brother. I'm telling you that, and and uh, I mean, you just gotta, uh, you know. You know, everything is is uh changed, you know, yeah. so it's gotta well, go go with the flow and and you know, you know, everybody makes mistakes here and there and you just gotta, you know, say, hey, you know, cho- cho- choose the right path, you know what yeah. I mean? So Yeah. And hopefully you know, it'll all be for the better. That uh yeah, we all learn yeah. to live together uh, you know uh, better and because man, you uh, know, I made I made mis- so many mistakes in my life. I mean, you know, like you said, you just but you got to smarten up, you know, yeah. and, and uh, do the right thing. So that's that's it, man. You know. Yeah. Well, Brian, you stay uh, safe and healthy. Really, uh, we need you around here. You're uh, you're still a shining light, man. Not just in the world of uh, professional wrestling, okay. but anybody that spent any time around you, man. It's it's an experience you don't forget because you just uh, you're just a great time. I mean, just people love love to be around you. I know why Willie Nelson loves you so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, man. I got a lot of good friends in the business, and to the fans out there, man, we love you. Thank you uh, for respecting us and coming up to us, and you know, wanting your autograph and stuff. We appreciate that, and and thank everybody out there that helped me out for my GoFundMe page, man. I when I was down and out, and it showed me how much the, the appreciation the fans had for me, and and uh, you know, so all I can say is stay safe out there, everybody, and stay nasty. And Sean, thank you for having me on. Right. I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, if you want to go to nastyville.com, check it out. You might like it and, you know, order something. Yeah. Take, give us the, uh, give, give us everything. the, uh, the site again for merchandise. That? That's the site. Give us the site again. There they nastyville.com. Go. Nastyville.com. All right. Brian, hang on. I'm going to sign off here. Uh, folks, really, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, like I said, uh, po- the podcast, uh, Prime Time with Sean Mooney. We've got one more episode after this. Next week we're going to do one. I'm just going to uh, gather five of my favorite episodes of of them. That's not the most favorite, but five favorite podcasts. I wish I, if I was going to do them all, it would take me about five hours. But it's just <laughs> been fantastic. But I hope you all will tune in. And uh, Brian Knobs, thank you so much for being here. Thank Everybody. you. Hey, you were. You were a young man too when we all started. Yeah, when that's I met right. you, first time. that's right. You know, uh, yeah, so, but I didn't hey, take the bumps you did. I didn't take the bumps you did, man, because uh, I got aches and pains, but nothing like what you guys did. And uh, you, you, you were the ones that entertained us. I just got to go along for the ride. Thank <laughs> you. Hey, right, thank folks. you for having me on, Sean. I, I, right, it was folks. a true honor to be on again, being one of your last guests. You thank you. Thank you. All right. And uh, thanks for listening, Love everybody. Time. We'll see you. Uh, for the final episode next week. In the meantime, I'm Sean Mooney for Brian Knobs, and I'm out. Stay nasty, baby. Stay nasty.